Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Welcome to today's episode of Musings with Jesus. My name is Shola. I'm your host. Thank you for joining me. Um, the title of today's episode is God Knows All Things. I actually thought I should call it God Knows, first of all, but I was like, let me not just... God Knows is actually some people's name, so maybe I should just make it God Knows All Things. So, we're still very much in our God series. Um, yesterday, we did... Um, you know, in every place, talking about the fact that God is in every place. Before that, we did the musing on possible with God, which shows that, you know, all things are possible with God, particularly those things that are impossible with man, you know, and we also, before then, we also did the most high God. So, I am very much in a God series where I'm just really, 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 really setting my gaze upon God the Father and who He is and, you know, and, and what I like about where the spirit of the lord is taking me now is that i'm not you know i'm where it's like i'm really going towards those very core things of who god is and it's not you know it's not the el shaddai it's not those things about what god does it's it's it's, it's about who he is and you know when i look at all the el shaddai el Elyon names and all of that um, jehovah jireh they're very much about what god does but this wants is more about who he is and you know I, I i find it very fascinating even listening yesterday we listening to the music on in every place it was just very very powerful to me so today we're going to talk about the fact that god knows all things thank you for joining me So today we're going to be talking about God knows all things. And my headline scripture, yeah, is Luke 12, 29 to 30. And we've read this several times on this podcast. It says, and this is Jesus speaking, and he says, and do not seek what you will eat. This is where, you know, the one that is recorded saying, take no thought for what you shall eat or what you shall drink. But anyway, this one says, do not seek what you will eat and what you will drink. And do not keep worrying for all these things the Gentiles of the world eagerly seek after. But your father knows that you need these things. Your father knows. So this is him telling us, you know, his children, and that we should not be like the nations of the world. We shouldn't be like the people who don't know God, who who are seeking after what they eat and what they will drink. And do not keep worrying about that. He says, because all the nations of the world eagerly seek that. But your father knows that you need things. He now says, seek ye first the kingdom of God and its righteousness and all these things shall be added unto you. Now, I am going through a phase in life whereby the word of God is having new meaning for me. New meaning because of the the way, the relation, I mean the experiences I'm having with him and some observations, some things that God is allowing me to experience, to pass through, to see, to observe, to note. And I now realize that when he says, take no thought for the things that are, you know, that's all these natural things, he really knows what he's saying. Because for as long as I am focused on the natural things, like I I said in my musing, in the musing yesterday, I am firmly in the devil's territory. And he trades, these are the things that he uses to entice people. It is either a lust of the flesh, lust of the eyes, or pride of life. It's either of those three. And all of those things are things of the world. So if it will not be money, if it will not be power, it will be lust, sexual lust, emotional lust, emotional desires, inordinate affection. 
or it will be the cares of this world social status you know familiar ties those sort of things is either of those three the good i mean the funny thing about the way he operates is that the enemy operates is that there is a very well-worn script so you know there is no new dimension to what is being done it's what has been already been done it's also time tested as well so it is easy to avoid it is also easy to be ensnared and the way to avoid it is what god has said which is to set our heart on things above and this is what god is telling us that god knows what i need because he knows all things so i should not i should rather focus on elevating myself to the point to where god is rather than keeping myself at the same mental emotional and spiritual level as all the people who do not know god because the god that i serve knows all things and as i seek him and his righteousness he is then able to use his ability to give me what i need but only when i set my heart on things above and um yeah it's really really amazing so acts 3 18 says but the things which god announced beforehand by the mouth of all the prophets that his christ would suffer he has thus fulfilled this was um um the disciples i think it was peter after the, pen, the day of Pentecost, when the Holy Ghost came and, you know, people were speaking in tongues, or I think this is, no, I think this is after the, the, the miracle at the gate of beautiful, the beautiful gate, and people were wondering. So he was telling them that, look, everything that God announced beforehand by the mouth of all these prophets, that Christ would suffer, that he would be fulfilled. If, if you read Psalms, I think it was Psalm 22, where he talks in detail about how Jesus was going to die, about how his vesture, his cloth would be de- would be shared amongst, you know, the, the soldiers, about how they put a crown of thorn on his head. I mean, David was writing about things hundreds of years before it happened. And everything that happened there, step by step, they did it. It, it, it came to pass about the Christ the intricate details about how they will share his clothes even the betrayal of judas david prophesied all of it in poems poetry in the song of psalms 30 pieces of silver and the fact that even the fact that he was going to die a very tragic death which is of course the end of all the people that do wickedness i remember that it short recently i was thinking about that scripture where when judas betrayed jesus with a kiss jesus looked at him and said you betrayest me. Thou betrayest me with a kiss. I mean, I can just imagine the way he felt. And everybody who has gone through the betrayal of a close friend, particularly when the person is betraying you to death or to the forces of darkness, he looked at him as if, ah, you mean this is who you, I mean, you actually stood this low. But even that betrayer was prophesied. So it's not as if Jesus did not know. It did not take him by surprise because he had even told the disciples before that time that one of you is going to betray me. So even though David prophesied it by inspiration of the Holy Ghost hundreds of years before, Jesus also said it even before it happened. And he told them, he kept telling them, I will go to Jerusalem, you know, the Son of Man will suffer great things, this and that and that. I will raise, I will build this temple, I will raise it in three days. It all those things he said to them because God knows all things. 
and throughout the prophets you know we see how they they prophesied so many things about what would happen even the prophet um, the captivity of jerusalem into babylon was prophesied so if there is one thing that the bible is is a book of prophecy and i'll read one of the prophecies that came even in um in the acts time in times of paul which is very much is when when you read it it's almost as if it is happening now And that's because God knows all things. We are able to read a scripture of something that happened, something that was written 2,000 years ago, and it's as if they're talking about today. Nobody needs to tell you that this is not just an ordinary book. The Bible contains the word of God, the knowledge of the Most High. It's a very sacred and powerful book. God knows all things. The prophecies in the scripture have stood the test of time. So out of every miracle that we have on earth, that's why the Bible says that there are three things that witness upon the earth, the blood of Jesus, the spirit, and the word. This Bible that we are reading, that we are musing on, is a very strong witness witness of the fact that God is. He is everything that he says he is, and he knows all things. And that is why, you know, my own personal consecration to him, honestly, I I am yet to see anything that can make me shake it because all roads, as far as I'm concerned, lead to Jesus. All roads. All roads. In terms of love, in terms of sacrifice, in terms of a God, a God that is worthy to be praised and worshipped. Psalm 44 verse 20 to 21 says, If we had forgotten the name of our God or extended our hands to a strange God, would God not find this out? For he knows the secrets of the heart. And as this is um, David you know, speaking to himself and saying, Look, even if I say I will forget the name of God or I forget the fact that he has been good to me or I now extend my hand to a strange God, say, Would God not find it out? Is there anything that is a secret to him? He says he knows the secrets of that. I know we, I mused a bit about this yesterday, even when talking about God in every place. I talked about him in every place of the heart. And Jeremiah 17.10 says, I, the Lord, search the heart. I test the mind, even to, even to give to each man according to his will, according to the results of his deeds. Now, this is the one that, these are the things that make me really, really, really like God. And, you know, for me, this journey, I'm so grateful for where I'm at, you know. I'm grateful for everything that has happened to me in 2020, both the good and the bad, the ugly. And there have been a lot of ugly things. In fact, very recently, extremely ugly things. So ugly, I can't even imagine the level of the ugliness. But I'm thankful to the Lord for it because I am learning. I am growing. I am becoming more spiritually aware and vigilant. And it's also making me realize how loving God is. Now, this is one thing I like about God. This fact that God searches the heart. Because then that assures me that His judgment on the last day everybody will get what he deserves and that even on this earth when god decides to roll out his judgment it's a just judgment judgment because he doesn't search just only the actions he searches the hearts and it is based on that he, the bible says one this jeremiah 17 10 says he searches the heart number one he tests the mind number two 
and the purpose for that is so that they can give unto every man according to his ways. So, which is why I continue to say, it's a very righteous prayer to pray that God, may the Lord reward the wicked according to his deeds. Because that's what the Bible says that the God does. And we can hasten it when we confess and declare it when we need to do so. God knows all things. Jeremiah 16, 17 says, For my eyes are on all their ways. They are not hidden from my face, nor is their iniquity concealed from my eyes. Yes, the iniquity of the wicked, the, 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 the iniquity of the wicked, the sin of the wicked people is not concealed from their eyes. Any iniquity that anybody does, including myself, is not hidden from God because he knows all things. Yesterday we said he's in every place. He also knows all things. No, it's possible to be in every place but not know all things. And that's why there's a difference between the the ever uh, the omniscience of God, the omnipotence of God, and the um, all-knowingness um, of God, omnipresence of God. Although they are all intertwined, I mean, I would imagine that somebody that can be in every place and is all-powerful should also know everything. You know, every which one reinforces the other. But they have different words because they describe different attributes within that omni ability of God. Or omni supremacy, uh-huh. I like that word, omni supremacy. So he's an omni, <laughs> he's the omni supreme God, omnipotent, omniscient, omnipresent. So Hebrews 4 12 13, and I like this scripture, I've read it many times, I'm sure most of you will have known. I just like it because the imagery that it connotes in my mind is always so. It says, because I just imagine a word going, it says, For the word of God is alive and powerful and sharper than any two edged sword piercing as far as the division of soul and spirit, of both the joints and marrow, and is able to judge the thoughts and intent and intentions of the heart. And there is no creature hidden from his sight. But all things are open and laid bare to the eyes of him with whom we have to do. In fact, this should have been a headline scripture. So there is no creature hidden from his sight. All things are laid bare to the eyes of him with whom. So he knows all things. He sees all things. All things. When you say open and laid bare, you know what open and laid bare means? It's like there's a table and somebody has opened a box. Everything that is in the box is on top of your table before you. If somebody calls you, what's, what's in that box? You'll be telling them, you'll be carrying this, 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 because it's open. It's laid bare. It's on the table before you. Your eyes is there. There's nothing hidden. You have unraveled it. And that's exactly how our lives are before God. And he says no creature. He didn't even say no man. So that we know that even those that, you know, the sons of men fear. Let me put it that way. Even they, in the darkest recesses where they exist and they operate, everything they are doing is not hidden from the sight of God. He sees it. Whereas the things that God is doing, they cannot see. Particularly the hidden mysteries. the next scripture we will talk about those hidden scripture, uh, mysteries. It says, however, we speak the wisdom of God among those who are mature. First Corinthians 2, 6-12. This is Paul speaking to the church in Corinth. Yes, not the wisdom of this age, because there's a wisdom of this age. And I think this is a very important point that Paul makes by the Spirit of God. I think a lot of people, when they are swayed by the wisdom of this age, because it looks quite, you know, it's quite, it looks quite impressive when you look at it on the face of it, because it does deliver First of all, it does some magic tricks. <laughs> it also delivers some, you know, some prowess. Let's put it that way. But the Bible says that we are not speaking the wisdom of this age. 
because the wisdom of this age that is what it is is the wisdom of this age it is temporal outside of this age outside of this dimension it holds no power and of course i think we all know that we live in a multi-dimensional universe spirit soul and body of which even in the spirit realm there are levels and there are hierarchies like we talked about yesterday and this is me talking to myself let's not even though when i say you please understand that this is a personal musing in fact this podcast i re- i think i record them more for myself than for anyone else i am always pleasantly surprised when i see that people are actually listening to them because they are really just my personal musings but again i appreciate everyone that is listening and i'm grateful to god for the opportunity to do this and to share my most personal christ journey with everyone who is on this journey as well and to all those who are still considering getting onto the journey and for all those who perhaps maybe one day god will also convict to lay aside that which is not of him and free themselves fully for him so it says that the wisdom of this age not the rulers of this age that it comes to nothing but it says we speak the wisdom of god in a mystery verse 7 the hidden wisdom so the wisdom of god is hidden god knows all things he has that knowledge you know is also hidden it says which god ordained before the ages for our glory so god ordained a hidden wisdom before the ages for our glory and there's a difference between the wisdom of this age which is temporal which is limited and the hidden wisdom of god it now says which none of the rulers of this age knew for had they known they would not have crucified the lord of glory he says this hidden wisdom the lord the rulers of this age, they didn't know it if they had known they would not have crucified the Lord of glory. Yes, it's true now. That was the biggest mistake we make. That's why people like me can stand them in the face and say, in the name of Jesus, go and go. It was a big mistake. They had no clue. They did what they knew to do, which is to steal, to kill, and to destroy. But in this case, killing Jesus was in line with God's plan. And they fell for it. Because their knowledge is limited. But God that knows all things knew that this was the way he had planned to redeem man from sin, from darkness, from the fear of death, and to secure his eternal place in, in, in him in life forever. But as it is written, verse 9, I had not seen nor ear heard what God has prepared for those who love him. But God has revealed them to us through his spirit. For the spirit searches all things. Yes, the deep things of God. So God himself has deep things. So it's only the spirit of God now. So anybody that is cut off from that spirit cannot even know or interrogate the deep things of God. And I think, honestly, this is the edge that the children of light have over the children of darkness. They, there are certain things they will just never understand. Even when it's staring them in the face, they don't know. But we have access to the knowledge that is proprietary, that is hidden, that is universally changing, world-changing, spiritually liberating beyond measure so verse 11 says for what man knows the things of God except the spirit of God now we have not received the spirit of the world but the spirit which is from God that we might know the things that have been freely given to us by God therein lies the end of the story so this is really about the knowledge of God. God knows all things, but beyond the all things that God knows, there is a knowledge that God has that is hidden. And it's the cheat sheet 
because it, it, it knows how a story is going to end what God is going to do so while some lesser beings are running riots creating complexity there's somebody already that knows how it's going to end he will even use that complexity to bring forth his own plan and purpose which is for me where God just blows my mind because that is what he did with Jesus so all of the complexity around him, Judas betraying, that one too, like, you know. And the Bible talks about some people deceiving and being deceived. Okay, I'm going to read that scripture now in 2 Timothy. You know. God knows all things. He's the master planner. I, I have even come to that conclusion about God long ago. Because how somebody will be sitting back and allowing <laughs> some people to be deceiving themselves that they can actually fight against him. When he knows that at the end of the day, all he needs to do is send one angel. He will grab their ringleader. Fling him into a bottle of sea for 1,000 years while his son reigns upon the earth. And then after that, they have one little, little skirmish here and there between one or two angels and, and people. And he's going to entrench his kingdom for the end of the earth. Really? Who, who is in charge? Who sounds like they're in charge? It's the all-knowing God. In short, I, I don't even I don't even know what to say honestly. It's like I should just end this music, but I have to close because I I am just like I I I I just want to thank you for just being my God. That's all, and I'm just saying hold hold on to me. I will never let you go, and I know that. Just, ah, yeah, thank you. I I'm, I'm short of words. I will read Second Timothy three, and then we close. Thank you. So in closing, I'm going to read 2 Timothy 3 simply because I want to just really, really lock in this whole God knows all things and uh, yeah, and how the Bible itself is a demonstration and a fulfillment of the fact that God really does know all things and the way God prophesies things, how the men of God prophesies things and uh, anyway, let's just read 2 Timothy 3 because we're going to read it and you will just, it's almost like he's writing in 2020 because everything that comes through here is i can't i mean it's, it's, it's just like reading our headline newspapers anyways and or going on social media and, and you know so second timothy 3 starting from verse 1 this know also that in the last days perilous times shall come for men shall be lovers of their own selves covetous boasters proud blasphemers disobedient to parents unthankful unholy without natural affection truth breakers, false accusers, incontinent, fierce, despisers of those that are good, traitors, heady, high-minded, lovers of pleasures more than lovers of God, having a form of godliness but denying the power thereof from such turn away. For of this sort are they which creep into houses and lead captive silly women laden with sins, led away with diverse lusts, ever learning and never able to come to the knowledge of the truth. Now, as Jans and Jambres withstood Moses, so do these also resist the truth. Men of corrupt minds, reprobate concerning the faith. But they shall proceed no further, for their folly shall be manifest unto all men, as theirs also was. But thou hast fully known my doctrine, manner of life, purpose, faith, long-suffering, charity, and patience. Persecutions, afflictions, which came unto me at Antioch, at Iconium, at Lystra. What persecutions I endured, but out of them all the Lord delivered me. 
Yea, and all that will live godly in Christ Jesus shall suffer persecution, but evil men and seducers shall wax worse and worse, deceiving and being deceived. But continue thou in the things which thou hast learned and hast been assured of, knowing of whom thou hast learned them, and that from a child thou hast known the holy scriptures, which are able to make thee wise unto salvation through faith which is in Christ Jesus. For all scripture is given by inspiration of God, and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness, that the man of God may be perfect, thoroughly furnished unto all good works. Yes, the scripture is given by inspiration of God. It is a book of prophecy. It is a book of wisdom from the God that knows all things. May the Lord help us to embrace everything that is in his word, so that we may be perfect and thoroughly furnished unto all good works, to the praise and the glory of his name. In Jesus' name.